Hello, and we want to welcome you to our initial edition of the Dorm Suite to C-Suite podcast. This is a space where we allow for folks to ask questions and hear from compelling sales professionals about their journey to the C-Suite throughout their careers. Um, Today, we are honored to have our first guest, Martinique Davis from American Express, who is going to share her experiences and her pathway to her executive level at American Express. Good morning, Martinique. How are you this morning? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Great. We want to thank you for for joining us in this conversation. Uh, A little over a month ago, we had our very first town hall where we were speaking with students about sales careers and how to find themselves into the C-suite. But before we get to some of those questions, I'd love to hear just a little bit about yourself and, and tell, tell me about your why. Yeah, so I'm going to reverse this a little bit. I'm going to start with my why and then go into my background. So my why for why I do what I do and what keeps me coming back, what keeps me punching the clock, so to speak, is really because I'm driven by helping people live their most authentic life within corporate America, live their best, most authentic life. And I realized that a lot through my career journey. So I have a pretty diverse background, a pretty diverse sales background, something I used to say. It's pretty much every sales type of job you could think of. I have probably held it (laughs) at some point throughout my career. So when I initially started my career out of college, I started with American Express as a retail sales manager. Um, I did that for a few years and then transitioned into IT sales where pretty much I sold you anything from the mouse that you're using all the way to the data center that powers some of our largest organizations out there. And then from there, I made a transition back into telecom. I really bought into this startup culture, so I had an opportunity to really to work for a startup within a large corporation at Vodafone. That gave me a lot of really great experience where basically I worked with global accounts. So that was my first time getting a view of what it's like to sell globally. And then I transitioned into tax and tax and accounting software. So I used to work with some of our top accounts on really growing their business and really leveraging software to help them go into the next phase of their business. Um, and then I transitioned over into American Express where I did financial, where I do financial services. So I started with a company in 2019, started as a senior client manager, where I was responsible for basically managing and growing a book of business of about $900 million, um, where now I've recently been promoted. I wouldn't say that recent, probably two years ago, recently got promoted to director of client management, where now I run a, run a team of five senior client managers are responsible for about $4.5 to $5 billion worth of business. So that's where I'm at today. And so throughout all of that, switching around different industries, different type of jobs, The one thing that I really realized or helped me culminate my why is I get really energized when I'm able to help clients or people, even my colleagues that I work with, really help them figure out what it is that makes them feel alive and how can they bring what makes them special, their superpowers, whatever they bring to the table. How do I help them bring that forward? in a way that helps them to feel their most authentic in a corporate environment. Yeah, I, I love that. You, I love that you talked about authenticity uh, in, in your last response. Um, and I think that authenticity tends to 
naturally kind of stem from one being their authentic self, true self, and and their identity. And so um, by way of first question, I'd love to hear about how you identify and any challenges you've faced um, in the workspace as a result of that. Yeah, so identity is multifaceted, right? Depending on what we're talking about. You know, I identify as a daughter, a wife, a sister, a black woman, a lesbian, especially in a corporate environment. Sometimes I even think about it in a way of like three strikes, right? Black woman, a lesbian. It's like that, that sometimes that seems a lot in a corporate environment because there's not a lot of representation, right? It's not like I had a lot of people that looked like me at the top levels in the C-suite. Good news is a lot of that's starting to change and that, that shift is happening. But before, that's just not what I saw, right? When I was in college, going through school, getting my professional sales degree, and going out in these corporate environments, even even as I hit the floor selling or out in the field selling, it I didn't see anyone that really looked like me. I wasn't selling to anyone that looked like me, right? So I would say the challenge was, how do I connect with all these other diverse groups and not really have that representation of what that looks like, not really have the greatest roadmap for how to best navigate through some of the nuances that come with corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. Luckily, lots of great mentors, lots of great sponsors, things like that. But, you know, that was definitely a challenge, right? Because especially when you're thinking about talking about career development and goals, it can be tricky for salespeople to make that jump already in sort of like an executive management, et cetera, position. So then add those other layers on it, it almost felt impossible, Mm. right? So big challenge. Um, That was probably my biggest challenge with the whole thing. Well, I, 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 I can only imagine, you know, as you talked about the ability to connect as well as, as one of your, your whys is to help people, you know, help people and clients. I think that that naturally stems from, from that connection. So. Um, thank you for 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 being you, your authentic self, and and all that you've done. Um, another thing you just spoke about um, that I'd love to to dive deeper into is this notion of superpowers. You know, and you know what are any advantages that your identity gives to you um, as you think about superpowers and, and and again what you bring to the table. It's so funny. I was honestly introduced to that term in the last year by my boss. Like, she, that's what she would always ask about me or my people. Like, what's your superpower? Like, what is that? And I, one, it kind of threw me off because I was like, a superpower? What do you, like, what do you mean? Like, something like that I'm only uniquely really, really good at? That feels like, that feels really hard to pin down, you know? But it really did get me thinking and really, it actually helped me in identifying my superpower. It ha- helped me understand myself a lot better what really excites me at work versus, you know, things I just kind of do to get by. Like it really helped me figure myself out and helped me figure out what to really do with my career, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I've realized is from feedback from other people, my family members, you know, my spouse, then my team, just lots of feedback. I realized that my unique superpower, my superpower is the ability to gain trust and connect rather quickly, right? Because earlier I was just talking about, you know, I was worried about that, you know, that's a challenge and it looks like me, like, are they thinking, 
Are they putting all these biases, all these different things against me if I even walk into the room? They probably are, but somehow through all of that, I managed to still be able to find a way to connect really quickly and gain trust really quickly, both internally and externally. And what I figured out about that, I found that different, even just kind of hearing that feedback, because I'm like, is that really that special? Like, <laughs> like is that what any good salesperson should be able to do? Right. right? But I learned just even keeping track of my, my performance, right? How long did it take me to prospect and get somebody even just interested in a demo versus my peers? I realized it was actually really quick. Even just the inroads I would keep making in my sales career, it was just, you would see it. It almost kind of played out like, oh wow, like I really do manage to get in there, get connected and get buy-in very quickly compared to others, right? And what I've realized the secret to that is, is I think about how I actively listen and stay in the moment with a customer or colleague or employee or whoever, right? Right. So like, I think we talk about active listening a lot in like sales. I think, I know we talk about active listening a lot in sales, but there really is an art that goes along with that skill, right? Because I think sometimes when we think about active listening, we're thinking about it from a terms of, okay, I need to listen, but also think about like my next response. Instead of just listening and really hearing what they're having to say and, and zoning in on that. A lot of times people just want to feel heard. And if you're able to demonstrate that, it's amazing the connection and what can happen in that moment. Well, I, I, I love that you continue to come back to connection because, um, you know, superpowers are, are ever evident and, and you've, you've brought that up a couple of times. Um, I'd, I'd love to, to dip back just uh, one step as we were talking about identity. One of the things you had had mentioned was the ability to see others uh, in the workspace that have the same or similar identities and, and customers that have the same identities, you know, so what strategies do you use to deal with either stereotypes or biases of colleagues and customers um, that, that you may interact with? And how does that impact either hierarchy or the way that you engage with them? Oh man, that's loaded. <laughs> yep. That's what we do. Yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask the tough questions. Ask the real questions. Yeah, um, I really think it comes down to artfully challenging those biases and those beliefs, right? Because it doesn't, it, it's funny, sometimes the biases come up in weird, in different ways, right? Especially in the selling environment. It's not just necessarily skin tone, who you are and all that. There's even biases in how people spend money and make buying decisions. All of these other factors that go into whether somebody's going to move forward with a sale or not, right? Or move forward with the interview process or not. And I think it's about, one, you got to listen to understand or hear where those biases may be in order to even address it. But then two, I think it's about kind of questioning those biases, right? Kind of challenging that thought process that they may have. I don't know. This is kind of tough. This is a tough question for me. I haven't reflected on that as much. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that that's, I think that's totally, um, I told that I think that's totally in line with uh, what I hear from other sales 
uh, professionals or just professionals in the space is that it is it is a, it is a tough one and and how we all deal with it is is authentically us and I think your ability to connect as a superpower and build trust is actually one of those ways to deal with with those uh, conflicts as they arise in the in the workspace yeah I think so because I think sometimes we come in with our own biases and thought processes about what we perceive right we all have biases it's really just meant to be a shortcut <laughs> mm-hmm. that we somehow turned into make people feel left out and I think like I said I, I really do believe it starts with getting that kind of stuff out on the table I think some people are I'm willing to hear, even if it's not something I necessarily agree with, I still will take interest in hearing and understanding their thought process behind it. So I'll say this, I know I have been (laughs) guilty of this and sometimes it does make my team a little bit uncomfortable in like a meeting or whatever, but we'll be talking to the decision maker or the team and I'll I'll take it back to money because it comes up especially a lot with our job or with my um, current role now within American Express, right? What what we do is we help businesses figure out how to make payments a part of their marketing strategy. A lot of times when people think about payments, especially in the business environment, that tends to be the last thing they think about. They think about the product, they think about launching it, they think about getting the, you know, the advertising, get it out there, the messaging, get it out there. They think about getting it online, but how are you actually going to make payments? How are you actually going to get paid on these things? It's shocking <laughs> how many people kind of forget to plan for that, right? Right. And now with payments and everything that's happening, there's so many different ways to pay. So how is the business enabled to do that? And that's where we come in and have our conversations with them. And what I find in that is, again, just so many biases that come up with just money. So a lot of times customers will speak their mind about what they really believe, what the best approach is. And some of those biases tend to come out in what they're saying, right? And I think that's where I make my people uncomfortable because I won't let it go. I'm like, hey, you said something very interesting a second there. I want to hear a little bit more about why you think that way. What, what stemmed from that? How did that? How did that thinking come across? And usually what you'll find is there's some story or some situation or some incident that shaped that bias or shaped that feeling, right? And if we don't get to that, there's no way <laughs> people are going to change their mind or get around. It starts with awareness, right? So I think that's a big key too. Awesome, thank you. Well, as as you know, this is uh this is our initial podcast, and one of the things that uh, I always like to do is to have a, a consistent end. Um, and so, as we wrap things up today, uh, I'd love to get your perspective on the three things you could tell your younger self. Um, what what would those be um, that would help our students kind of think about their career entry and their their pathway to the C suite? For sure. Um... Take calculated risk. Don't be afraid to know. And be your be be your best advocate. Fight for yourself. Those would be the three things I would tell my younger self for sure. And the reason being is I found early in my career because I didn't have 
the experience or what I thought was the experience or the textbook experience that they're looking for in the resumes and interviews and stuff like that, right? I would disqualify myself often, which that's not great, right? Like I'm minimizing my opportunities. No one's telling me now. I'm just completely just, I'm telling myself now. And that really shortchanges yourself. And it really ends up over time hurting your confidence. So I wish I had told my, I wish I could have told my younger self, you know, don't be so scared. Take some risk. Wait till someone actually tells you no versus you telling yourself no before you even try. Right. And I, yeah, man, those things would have just done me wonders. <laughs> awesome. Well, those, those are definitely some, some, some great um, advice and words <laughs> to live by. I can probably incorporate some of those uh, myself uh, even later today. So again, I want to thank you for joining us on this uh, initial podcast from dorm suite, dorm suite to C-suite. Uh, I want to thank Martinique Davis from American Express for stopping by and sharing her perspective on identities and superpowers and how to think about biases with colleagues, customers, uh, and then these great uh, reminders of, of being mindful of, of or not being overly um, burdened by risk or being afraid of no and being your best self-advocate. So thank you, Martinique, for stopping by. Thanks.